all Knicks are vaxxed. Media day has passed. Training camp is here. Leon Rose finally speaks. And it's so fucking boring. Let's talk some Knicks without an act. It's no secret. Fucking shit. Here we are back again. More unqualified, unadulterated, and extremely unsatisfying rants on the New York Knickerbockers. You're listening to the Without an Act podcast. I am your host, Ryan Quigley. I was on my phone with uh, with one of my good buddies from college. Used to watch basketball with him all the time. Those are like the first Derrick Rose Knicks, right, that we watched. And uh, he just, he fell out of love with basketball a while ago. And I was on the phone with him, and he gave me, uh, he gave me uh, one of, an insult that uh, hurt my feelings. And he gave me one of the sweetest compliments uh, that I've, I've received yet regarding this podcast. One, he called me a deluded Knicks fan. <laughs> he said my hopes are way too high. Uh, which I a disagree with, and I, I don't think my hopes are too high, and I don't think I'm, I'm I think I'm a very realistic, honest Knicks fan. I don't think I do a lot of fucking around. Uh, at any rate, that was the insult that hurt my feelings. I don't remember that. But he also said, you know, the podcast is good. Blah blah blah. Who cares? He, he was like, it's good. Whatever. It's a good listen. But listening to it. It kind of excited me for basketball, and I really don't care about basketball anymore, and I really appreciate that. So if you're listening, I want to reiterate uh, my honest thanks uh, and gratitude, and if you do enjoy listening, be sure to press all the buttons available to you, whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. Uh, Give a follow, a like, a download, a comment, whatever, you know, do do as you please. Do as you please, and I, again, thank you for joining with me. I know I'm not being consistent enough. Uh, but I'll get, I'll, I'll get back on the horse. We're back into the swing of things. Um, training camp is here. Training camp is here. We made it guys. We did it. We did it. We're back. Basketball is being prepared. It's not being played, but it's being prepared to be played. I think that sentence construction is correct. It's be, we're, we're getting there. We're almost fucking there. Um, and that's nice. It's nice to see. People back to get back, you know, back in Nick's uniform. Media day is always fun. And usually there's some nonsense story about how bad the Knicks are going to be about how, uh, you know, who, who are we tanking for this year? What's the big joke? Who's getting traded at the deadline? What can we flip Julius Randle for? Hey, Cunningham, here we come. Uh, you know, someone's going to get up on on at the on the fucking podium on media day and rip ass, or rip a fart. You know, something something crazy is going to happen. But nothing of the sort came. We were waiting for it. We were waiting every step of the way. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Scott Perry, Leon Rose, and 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 uh, Tibbs did that weird random press conference a couple days before media day. That was super weird. And we, uh, it was some crazy stat. Like it, it had been four hundred something days since Leon Rose spoke. They spoke. Uh, uh, Knicks are vaccinated. We'll get into that later. It's good news. Uh, but 
it's just it, it's just so much fucking nothing. It's so boring. There's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to break down. There's no weird angle to take. There's no large conversation. There's no nuance whatsoever. And that's fucking tremendous news. It's just such... I, I mean, like, th- th- there's part of you that, that misses it being a, a shit show. There's really, there's, there's part of you that misses it, that hopes, you know, I, I, I swore Mitchell Robinson was going to do something stupid. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I, it just made sense. I just, I felt something, but like the, the worst thing that happened was like on media day, uh, Evan Fournier told Steph Bondi that he could kick his ass and it was clearly a joke. It was just a stupid joke because his parents did jujitsu or something. But, you know, I, I mean, the other day, uh, Obi said that he doesn't like going to the beach because there's, uh, he doesn't like sand in between his toes. That's what we have to talk about. That's what we're tweeting about. It's nonsense. It's pure nothing. Fabrication, nothing more. And it's just so fucking cool. Oh, man. It's just tremendous. I can't, it, uh, I'm getting excited. Um, because these are the, these are the Knicks that we always wanted and we got them and we don't hate them yet. I know I'm complaining about it being boring, but I'm good with it. I, 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 please don't go back. Don't go backwards. I'm cool with it. I promise. So I've tried my best to listen to these nothing burger milk toast interviews because the, they have the players doing them too. Really? They do. So I've, I've been trying to at, at least listen to all the tips because Tibbs will do one a day. Probably, you know, assuming, uh, you know, assuming that's the case. And Tibbs, he, he don't give you nothing. He, he don't, he doesn't, every now and then he'll give you a joke about how he hates himself, which is fun. Uh, but you don't get, you'll never get anything. He won't slip up. Tibbs is not going to make a mistake to the media. You don't, you don't become Tom Thibodeau, make a mistake to the media. So he has been giving all the the platitudes i love the i love the the energy the rookies are given i love uh you know the leadership the vets are bringing they're really setting the tone you know you start from zero last year doesn't matter so on and so he says all those things over and over again there's one small thing that i caught that he let out i think he was talking about he was talking about the rookies and how they're they're great, and uh, he mentioned that Obi is a significantly better player this year than he was. You know, he's he's a, he's a significantly better player right now than he was a year ago, and he kind of admitted that Obi sucked because Obi did suck. Obi was unplayable for a while there. Every benching he got, he absolutely deserved. That's uh, Obi was terrible. For a long stretch. But. Tibbs let it out. He was like oh. Obi's good. No he's like Obi's way better now than he was. So I'm excited to see what happens there. The question that I would have asked him. That he would have deflected. How is he better? Better how? What what, what do we what do we look. Because Obi was a pretty limited player. Uh, from what we saw last year. Is he better on defense? Is he a better shooter? Is he better off the dribble? Every now and then Obi would do like this weird fucking. Almost looked like fucking Jason Tatum where he put the ball on the floor and you kind of shaking bacon guy. And you're like, Obi, you're supposed to be slow and weird and awkward looking like a fucking deer. Uh, and he'll, he would bust that out. Are we going to see more of that? How is Obi topping better? And of course, Tibbs would say, oh, well, you, you know, overall, all things he's improved and he's, he's got a long way to go. Of course. But what about now, Tibbs? 
But again, hey man, I, I'll take the platitudes over a shit show any day. Um, but yeah, uh, in, in same in the same vein as Obi, he said that the, the the narrative that they're they're building is Obi and Quick, the two rookies of last year. They were best friends. They were they you know joined the hip all summer. Uh, and they said, they said, well, Quick said uh, that they were grinding away in, in, in White Plains and they got a lot of good work done because it kind of sucks over there. He said, he said there's nothing good going on over there. So if you're from White Plains, uh, Emmanuel Quickly was roasting your ass. Um, uh, but hey, man, if they're if they're that'd be so cool if they just became even more dynamic off the bench. That'd be cool. You got to be concerned with Quick with the NBA foul changes, foul rule changes. That they uh, that they just dropped. Uh, he said in one of his interviews. Again, I'm I'm listening because they're just so boring. There's just it, it, I'll continue to try and find little fucking gems so I can talk about it on the podcast. But he said uh, that he's finding new ways to get fouls, to draw fouls, and he's trying to you know uh, get better and adjust. And it's been it's been pretty cool for him. Um, and if that's the case, man, that's pretty fucking dope. That's pretty cool. Um, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take a step away from all the nonsense because that's all it is. You know, Julius Randle is back and he's, you know, uh, he's better than ever. And RJ is going to be the next two way player in place of Reggie Bullock and, you know, Nerland's Noel. It, it, it was just a bunch of uh, Derek Rose is back. Oh, who cares? Who really, uh, Kemba's home. It's just so much fucking nothing, right? Let's get some actual news. Apparently Mitchell Robinson is not practicing yet. He's not practicing with the team yet. That's according to Tibbs. The surgery that he had on his broken foot was March 30th. That's now six months. It's going to be it's going to be October in a few days. It's now six months since Mitchell Robinson's injury. Now, why am I bringing this up? You're like, well, he broke his foot. Who cares? I'm bringing this up because if you remember back to when the Knicks were in the playoffs, there was a lot of genuine and legitimate fucking clamoring. And I know that's kind of an oxymoron, but it was genuine. It wasn't nonsense. Like, you know how there's clamoring of Carl Anthony Towns to the Knicks? That's bullshit clamoring. There was genuine, authentic clamoring that either towards the end of the Hawks series, if we could push it back, and kind of definitely if we beat the Hawks and got to Philly, there was genuine clamoring that we might activate Mitchell Robinson and he might be healthy enough to help the team. And that would have been two months after the surgery. So what happened here? I, I don't know. I don't I, I really don't fucking know. I worry about it. I I, I so <laughs> their thing is we're taking it slow. We're not gonna pressurize, we're not gonna rush them, blah, blah, blah. We're not going to do any of that. You got to hope that's what it is. You got to hope that they're just being smart and overly cautious and taking your time with it, you know, so on and so forth. But I really fucking hope there wasn't a setback. I hope there wasn't a setback because that would really stink. There is a silver lining to this. It's good that we don't know. <laughs> it would be a terrible thing if we knew. It would be bad news if we knew exactly what was going on with Mitchell Robinson's foot. It would be bad news. It means that our front office is boring. It means they know how to work the media. It means they know how to keep secrets. They don't have big leaks. 
They're not doing that. They're not leaking stories for, for political expedience. They're not doing that. It's tremendous news. It's confirmation of what I'm saying about how boring the Knicks are right now. It's great fucking news. It means we're headed in the right direction. And also, like, what? Like, you know, so were we, like, trying to fake out the fucking Hawks? That's badass that, oh, they had to prepare in case Mitchell Robinson came. That's just badass because they could have easily apparently said, Nick, you know, Mitch was out for the year. But they didn't do that. And that's fucking cool. That's cool that we're playing mind games, um, I guess. Uh, but well, uh, and I'll I'll do some actual science for you because I didn't obviously I didn't look it up at the time. Why why the fuck would I do that? That would make too much sense. This is from an article from Empire Sports Media. Media. Uh, this was April second, so this is a while ago, right? This is from a fella named. Dr. A, A, Eusebio, Eusebio, whatever. Uh, he is founder of the Jersey-based Wolves Performance and Lifestyle Collected. He's a, you know, he, he's a doctor who worked for the NBA for a period of time. He said, and this was, he said, he, he kind of nailed it back on, back, he nailed this, and nobody gave a shit about it because we were still talking about how Mitch could possibly come back. Uh, he said it could very well be 9 to 12 months until he returns to the court unrestricted, pending success of rehab and players' ability to return to NBA shape. Uh, and blah, blah. Fuck. And players' ability to return to, to... Oh, my God. I can't read. This is terrible news. <laughs> and players' ability to return to NBA shape, he said. The Knicks said his surgery was successful, which could mean, at best, he may be back for the offseason in four to six months. But that does not necessarily mean playing time due to the nature of the game. Dr. AOCBO said full recovery is typically a nine to six month window. Now, I read that and I'm like, well, well, why did you tell me that he could be back for the Hawks? Why'd you do that? And then, you know, I have my little, you know, they're doing strategy. They're playing mind games. Fuck you, Ryan. Um, So uh, you got to hope that he's closer to six months than he is nine months. That'd be suck. That That would suck if we... If, if Mitch is shelled for another three months and he can't get into NBA shape, that, that, that would blow. Uh, but, you know, case sarah, sarah. At any rate, great news that we signed Nerlens Noel. Contract gets better every single day. At first, we thought it was an overpay. Why are we paying for uh, Nerlens Noel when we have Mitch? Why are we paying him $10, $11 million? And then we're like, oh, it's only it's only 8 or $9 million, and it's the last year isn't really guaranteed. Oh, well, that's great. Okay, oh, and Mitch still might miss even more fucking time? Oh, well, thank fucking God we have Nerlens Noel and Taj Gibson and Jericho Sims. That's good news. Count me in. Seven days a week. Uh, but Mitch looks fucking jacked. Have you guys seen Mitch? Have you guys seen him? He looks fucking massive. He looks like a, he looks like a, I, I, this is, there's no way to put it. He looks like an adult man. Before he looked like this weird string beanie. Uh, too, like Nerlens Noel, you look at him sometimes, you're like, you're too skinny. He was even like skinnier than Nerlens Noel when he came into the league. When he came into the league, Mitch was 223 pounds on draft day. That's when they when they weighed him in or whatever or whatever combine whatever two hundred twenty three pounds. In a video recently, he just dropped that he weighs two hundred eighty pounds now. 
223 to 280. That is a, if you don't have your calculator on you, it's a difference of 57 pounds. In two, he was drafted in 2018 with Kevin Knox, remember? 57 pounds, two years. I'm five foot nine. If I put on 57 pounds of anything, I would look so stupid. But Mitch looks good. He looks really fucking good. He doesn't look fat. Let's let's give him let's give him seven pounds of fat. That's fifty pounds of muscle that he's put on in two years. Let's get even more fat. You want to give him fat? Let's see, that's forty five pounds of muscle that he's put on. That's three things. A is really fucking cool. It's cool to watch uh, somebody. You know, I'm like, well, what the hell have I done with my body in two years? He's put on, he, he became a problem. B that's, what, B, that's what you hope. You hope it makes him a problem. You hope it makes it, him, him better. You hope it makes him stronger. Maybe he can, he, he, he can drop his shoulder in the paint. You know, post people up. And more importantly, when you got, when you got guys like Andre Drummond and Joel Embiid dropping their shoulder into you, maybe you can stand your ground a little bit better. You got to hope that it makes him a way better player. But what you really got to hope is that it doesn't fuck him up. You really got to hope that it doesn't slow him down, that he loses his, his bounce, that, you know, when he's, when he, because he, the coolest thing about Mitch is when he's guarding a guy on the perimeter and he's standing four feet away from him and he still jumps up and blocks their three point shot. You got to hope that you, you still get some of that. You got to hope that he's still able to run the floor. Like a fucking gazelle. That's what you got to hope for. You hope you don't lose that shit. Because he, you know, because he wanted to be a jacked NBA center. And uh, by the way, you guys are like from, you guys are from New York, right? I'm assuming, or, or close to around New York. You ever hear of a pitcher named Noah Syndergaard? Talk about a guy who was lifting too much, put on too much muscle to his detriment. Made him go from injury prone to very injury prone. Mitchell Robinson, he's, he's an injury-prone player, whether we want to say it or not, whether we want to call his, his injuries flukes or not. Sure. Okay. I get it. They, they, there's, uh, you know, they're not related and they're fluky and whatever. Injury-prone. At some point, injury-prone is injury-prone. Carson Wentz. At some, you, you, you know, come on. So you got to hope that he's doing some yoga or some shit. You gotta, you, I mean, you got to trust the, the Knicks health and safety people because we, I mean, knock wood, fucking, we haven't, we, we, we really haven't had too many, too many injuries, uh, or at least, you know, serious, serious ones, uh, outside of Mitch's, right? So that's Mitch. Um, at, at any rate, we now enter training camp. There's not much going on. It is, I mean, there's, I mean, they do these fucking interviews and they, they talk about their philosophy and, you know, Tibbs is hanging signs telling people to defend and play for each other. And it's all very sweet. I'm concerned about the roster breakdown right now. And again, I'm still, I, I, my, my, I, my score report is pretty good. Uh, uh, starting five, Kemba, Fournier, RJ, Randall, Mitch. That's what's going to happen. Oh, by the way, they, they, they tried to make this thing first day of media day. Where like Derrick Rose the first one, and they were asked him about like competing for a starting job, and Rose was like, "What? No, I'm not starting. No, I'm coming off the bench. What are you talking? <laughs> what are you talking about? No, I'm coming off the bench. 
Campbell's starting. I thought that was obvious, and he's and they tried Nick's Twitter and media tried to make a thing out of it, like because there was no other story, so they tried to make a thing out of that, and it's like, no, no, Derrick Rose was good. he was paid to come off the bench, and Kemba was going to start. That's how it was always. It, we any point guard we were going was going to start over Derrick Rose, and Derrick was going to be in the second unit. It was never a conversation. <laughs> Uh, and then, like, they asked Tibbs politely about it, and Tibbs was just kind of sweet. He's like, "Yeah, no, I mean, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going. I wasn't going to do a competition between two injury-prone players. I wasn't going to do that. No, it's fine the way it is. So he's going to be our starter. That's our starting part: Kemba, Fournier, RJ, Randall, Mitch. Backup: Rose, IQ, Burks, Ob, Noel. Backup five. Third string." Deuce, Luca. Who's in a boot, by the way? Luca Vildoza is still in a fucking boot. His foot is fucked up. You know how I feel about Luca Vildoza. I don't want him anymore. I, I, I don't want him. I want him gone. I want someone else. Someone who's... I, I, maybe he's a, he's a fine fella. I don't want him. Uh, so, the third string, Deuce, Luca, Quentin Grimes, who's not going to play much as a first-round rookie. That's fine. Uh, Kevin Knox, <laughs> the man himself... Third string four, number nine overall. Michael Porter Jr. just got a massive extension. Kevin Knox is again number 14 on our depth chart. And of course, number 15 is Taj Gibson himself. That's exactly where he belongs. Okay, okay. Full disclosure. Uh I was recording. If you you you, you just heard that little buzz, uh, it was funnily enough, it was company. It was if you want to, even more funnily enough, it was the dude I was referencing, my buddy, it was a dude I was I was referencing at the top of the podcast uh, who called me a deluded fan, a deluded idiot. Um, and he, he swung by unannounced and, I, you know, he showed up at my door and I said, well, uh, you know, I'm kind of recording a podcast. He goes, ah, come on, let's have a whiskey. And I said, okay, twist my arm. And that's what I did. So I did, I stopped, I stopped doing the podcast. I just stopped it. So, and I thought about like, like just, just trying to play it cool, you know, you know, recording the second half the next day and, you know, nobody would know except me and it'd be my dirty little secret. And, uh, you know, I realized I didn't want to do that. I thought I felt it. I want to, I want to be honest with you guys. You know, it's the without a knack podcast. We even record the podcast without a knack. Uh, so I have in my notes here that I, I was the last thing I was saying was that Taj Gibson is exactly where he belongs as a third string center. And that's 100 percent true. That's where he belongs. And that's our 15 man roster. That probably isn't changing bar, barring a Luca Vildoza cut, which would be cool, which I'm all for. I just said that. Then you have, you know, in the NBA, you get two two way spots. You get to sign two players to two-year uh, to two-way contracts, uh, just to have, and you know they get to play a certain amount. They have to play a certain amount in the G League, a certain amount in the NBA, uh, and they don't count towards your 50-man roster. And you know it's kind of just a, it's another way for you to get some fucking people, get some young players, create some jobs, create some opportunities. Maybe you get a stud. Who the who the fuck knows? We already know who one of them is, and that is Jericho Sims, who looked. Really fucking good in summer league, um, and you know who knows with Mitchell Robinson's health situation, maybe he could actually see some significant time. I really doubt it, and uh, to be totally frank with you, I hope not. I hope that isn't the case. 
I hope that A, Mitchell Robinson doesn't miss time. I hope that B, if he does miss time, we're good with Nerlens Noel and Taj Gibson. It would be a bad thing if Jericho Sims has to pull any weight. But at any rate, he has one of our two-way contracts. Who will be the other? Because we will have one. Who's it going to be? Now, for those who don't know, uh, you can... So the NBA roster is 15, obviously. When you go into preseason and training camp, so on and so forth, you're allowed to carry 20 players on your roster. 20. So you get five extra bodies. Who are ours? So Jericho, well, we get four extra. We already have Jericho Sims. Jericho Sims is number 16. And then these four guys are competing for roster spot number 17. Who are they? Amir Sims, power forward, defensive uh, guy who can shoot a little bit. I talked about him. I broke him down a little bit. I've totally forgotten everything I said. I just know he's a solid, intriguing player. You know, if he can rebound and play some defense in the NBA, maybe knock down a few shots, that would be cool. We have Amir Sims. Uh, The other young guy that we have is MJ Walker. We saw him a little bit in uh, in Summer League. He's like a defensive shooting guard, apparently. I don't know. I, I No, I haven't watched film on MJ Walker. Why would I do that? No, I'm sorry. But MJ Walker, so that's that's the basis of what I know about him. He's a, he's a, he's a shooting guard who probably can't really shoot too much and can play some defense. Uh, that's MJ Walker. And then we have two vets, Wayne Selden and uh, Dwayne Bacon. Wayne Selden is probably garbage. I <laughs> We saw him in, in preseason. He didn't look too good. He was frustrating to watch. But yeah, Wayne Selden... If you're a Wayne Selden fan, I don't know what to tell you. And then Dwayne Bacon, which is intriguing. You know, we know him from Charlotte and the Magic, so on and so forth. Uh, you know, can he play a role on, in an, on an NBA roster? Sure. But uh, neither Wayne Selden nor Dwayne Bacon can be signed to the two-way contract. So really, it's a two-man competition between Amir Sims and MJ Walker, right? Um, which is interesting. You know, I mean, the the only reason, uh, you know, Wayne Selden and, and Dwayne Bacon are signed is like, you know, uh, veteran presence. It's good to have a journeyman on your roster because you never know. So, you know, whatever. But what all they're really doing is they're hoping for an injury. They're that's that's the bait. They're hoping for an injury, maybe a trade or something. They're, they're, they, they really don't have a they have a very slim chance of making this team. Um, and that's just the truth. Maybe they maybe we sign them to our G League affiliate. And they play in Westchester. Sure, I really don't care. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's really down to Amir Sims or MJ Walker, and those are our twenty guys. I, I really don't have anything else to to say in regards to you know training camp and media day and what's been happening because nothing has been happening and it's been beautiful. So uh, we'll keep close tabs on the stories. We'll I'll continue listening to the interviews. You know when I'm doing fucking nothing. Uh, you know, but, but, but it's so beautiful that there's nothing. And the biggest piece is that the Knicks are all vaccinated. I have to talk about it. I do. It's so fucking beautiful that the Knicks are all vaccinated and we don't have to worry about any issues. Because when you hear, because let's read, let's read exactly what Shams dropped. This is the this is the original tr- uh, original tweet, folks, from from Shams Shams Sharania. Sources: Unvaccinated NBA players in markets with local requirements, such as NYC Knicks Nets and San Francisco Warriors, will not 
be allowed to enter home arenas or facilities for games or team activities conducted there unless they're approved medical or religious exemption. And guess what? When you hear that and you identify as a proud, (laughs) unfortunate Knicks fan, when you see something like that, you say, I just, ooh, I just know that one of our best players must be unvaccinated. It must be true. There is just no way, there's, 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 there's no way around it. Of course, of course, <laughs> of course, New York City government would mandate that, uh, you know, fucking players can't play in their arena if they're unvaccinated. Of course, it, it, it happens to the Knicks. And of course, of course, R.J. Barrett is unvaccinated. Of course, Julius Randle Mitchell, of course they're unvaccinated. That would, quote unquote, colloquially, it would be so nicks because things are going too good. I'm telling you right now, thing, shit is going way too well. Shit is too quiet. To be the Knicks, maybe you, you know. Deep inside, deep inside, you hope that this truly is a new leaf. We've turned over a new leaf, and we don't have to worry about being the laughing stock anymore. It doesn't concern us anymore, right? That's what you got to hope for. But man, it would just be so fucking Knicks. It would be so Knicks. So when Scott Perry takes the podium. And Leon Rose is sitting there saying more nothing. And Tibbs is there too. And Scott Perry utters the words, the Knicks, everyone in our facility, everyone we're taking into camp, they're all fully vaccinated. Oh my God. It's just, it's just too good to be true. You really mean it, Scott? It's like fucking Christmas. We don't have to worry about it. It doesn't concern us. But you know who it does concern. All you have to do is cross a relatively narrow river and visit the neighboring borough that is Brooklyn. Should be New Jersey, but now it's Brooklyn. And you hear that, oh, what's his name? The all-star point guard? The former champion, the woke man himself, a proud flat earther, so on and so forth. Kyrie Irving is unvaccinated. Oh, dear. Oh, no. What a dirty, rotten shame. Now, 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 now. I Here's the thing. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into the politics of vaccines. I'm not going to do that. I'm vaccinated. I think people should get vaccinated. I don't think the juice of being unvaccinated is worth the quote unquote squeeze. I don't believe that. But I also believe that you should you should you, you, if you insist upon going the speed limit, you should stay in the right lane. There's no reason you should be driving in the left lane, you know? I think the price of whiskey in this country is getting exorbitant and re- ridiculous. I miss the old days of going into a saloon and he'd say, pour me a whiskey. And they just it would be like, boom, one gold penny. I miss those days. I have a lot of opinions. I have a lot of thoughts. Who the fuck am I 
I think mayonnaise is delicious. That's a disgusting thing that I, mayonnaise is objectively disgusting, but it truly is one of my favorite things. I, I, I should have no power. My opinions do not matter. So I am not going to roast people who are vaccine hesitant. Not because I, I think you have a good argument or whatever. It's not, it has nothing to do with that. Quite frankly, it's just that I really don't care. I, I really, I, I don't give a shit about what other people do. Maybe I'm a bad guy. I could very well be a terrible, terrible guy. You know, my, my family's vaccinated they, they, and they're, they're kind of the only people that I even almost get a vote with or for, you know, it doesn't matter. So, you know, Kyrie, Jonathan Isaac, Bradley Beal, whoever, whoever else, Andrew Wiggins, well, I'll talk about his situation because it's pretty funny. Um, all these people who are vaccine hesitant, who remain unvaccinated, uh, you guys do you because I really don't care. All that said, all that said, that is over there. I've said my piece. I hate to break this to people. The Knicks are not winning a championship this year. They're just not. It breaks my heart. I hope to be wrong. I would cry like a baby if the Knicks won a championship, but we're just not there yet. So the Knicks do not have championship aspirations. So here's what I can do. I can root for the Knicks to improve. I can root for the Knicks to have a good season, to make the playoffs, to improve, for RJ to improve, for Mitchell Robinson to develop, for our young guys to come up, for our vets to, you know, maybe we, to, to you know, build a foundation to make a big trade for a superstar, for a Damian Lillard, for, for all that I can root for. But championships are not on the table right now, unfortunately. But it's okay. So I have to find other things to root for. Because, like, you know, I'm a Yankee fan. I really don't care about the rest of the league. I'm rooting for the Yankees. The, you know, they, they, I want a championship. I don't want anything else. I don't give a fuck about what the Mets do. I don't give a fuck about what the Red Sox do unless we're playing them. I, I don't care. I just want the Yankees to win a championship. I can't say the same for the Knicks. I can't do it. So I need something else. I'm a little fucking crazy. I need something else. So I have to. I have when 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 three superstars who have no business playing together because it's too it's it's unfair when Kyrie Irving joins with Kevin Durant and they add James Harden and they go to Brooklyn because they want to be in a big market. They want the thing, but they don't want the fucking smoke of being a Nick, of wearing that, the way Julius Randle, for no fucking reason, Julius Randle wanted all, every single bit of the New York smoke, and he did it the worst way possible. He came to New York, he stunk, he stunk on fucking ice for a while, he was so bad and overpaid, and then he came back, and he was most improved player, and he took the Knicks to the fucking playoff with tips. He wanted every bit of that New York smoke, but these players who are... They have they have infinitely more talent and and, and, and fucking congenital uh, skill than 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 Julius Randle ever will in his life. Julius Randle any any talent he has it's great. He just pure grind, pure grind, grind grit. That's Julius Randle. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. Of course they work hard, but sure. But they're just they're innate. 
abilities, they squat up and they don't want the New York smoke. They go to fucking New Jersey, the New Jersey fucking Nets with zero fan base. I'm sorry. I have to. I have no fucking choice but to root against them. I must, must, must root against them. So while they are together, it would bring me so much joy. They could go to every Eastern Conference. They could go to the, they could go to the finals. That's fine. They could win 800 games. I don't give a shit about that. But it would just be so tasty for me if they never win a championship. That's what I want. I want, I want the, the, the KD era in Brooklyn to end with zero championships or just, or, or just as few as humanly possible. Right. That is what I am rooting for. So it has nothing to do with vaccine politics when I say. Oh, it's just so sweet that Kyrie Irving is unvaccinated. It's just so fucking delicious. Oh, what a dirty, rotten shame. All those Nets fans listening, which I don't think you are. But if you know, that is why I am happy. It's such good news that Kyrie Irving so far is refusing to take uh, refusing to take the vaccine because he missed media day. And I go, oh, shucks, that's a shame. I really wanted to know what Kyrie Irving had to say. I wanted to know what was on his mind. Right. And he was gracious enough to zoom in. You know, he was gracious enough to hop on Zoom and answer a few questions. A, A scholar and a gentleman he is. And of course, he said nothing. And of course, he was asked about the vaccine. And he said, you know, it's my I want to keep it private. I know people want to know about the world of Kyrie. <laughs> you just can't get out of his own way. The world of Kyrie. Everybody wants to know. I just want to know why you're why are you behaving this way? Just just uh, look, man, the world of Kyrie. And here I am talking about it. He's absolutely right. But yeah, man, <laughs> here here's a, here's some more Shams tweets that came out the other day that make things even more interesting. NBA spokesman Mike Bass. Any player who elects any player who elects not to comply with local vaccination mandates will not be paid for games that he misses. AKA Kyrie Irving, Andrew Wiggins, you don't get the vaccine, I'm cutting your fucking check in half. That's what Adam Silver said. You're not getting paid, bud. Now, keep in mind that you know that what does that mean? That means you cut you cut 35 million uh, into 15, 17 million, right? Something like that. I think these guys can survive with $15 million and maybe it's a welcome thing. And Kyrie has shown that uh, he's totally okay missing games. I think he got fined like $900,000 in total last year just for missing shit, you know, for uh, stepping away from the game to go to his sister's party or whatever he had to do. You know what I mean? So he's cool with it, seemingly so. But man, oh man, that's hardcore. And the thing that I don't, I, this isn't getting as much burn. And I, 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 I sort of just found it. Shams, Shams tweeted this on September 28th. NBA's 65 page health and safety protocols for 21-22 include restrictions for non-fully vaccinated players, such as no, no dining indoors in the same room as other player, six feet of distance in team meeting, 
distant locker, remain at residence or hotel, prohibited from public venues. That's wild. If that's true, that's fucking bananas. And this comes from Shams. Shams. I, I'm sorry. I, again, I'm terrible with names. This is coming. This is from legit things. So not only are you missing out on a paycheck, you can't live your life anymore. So it goes back to what my my belief, which I will reiterate. I'll reiterate one time. I don't think the juice of being unvaccinated is worth the squeeze. Is it worth fifteen million dollars and not being able to do fucking anything? That's what I would ask Kyrie and and Wiggins. And their response very well could be, you know, it's my body. I think it's gonna fuck me up. Whatever the, their their argument is, sure. <laughs> but this is some hardcore shit that's happening. Kyrie Irving wouldn't be able to play in the playoffs. Now, you still have James Harden and Kevin Durant, so I'm sure you'll be fine. But, man, either the mandate's got to change, or if I'm Kevin Durant, Kyrie, you got to take the vaccine, bud. I'm trying to win a championship. I want a ring. This is horse. I came here for you. Man, that's fucking crazy. And the other interesting thing, and this is just, it's, it's a more nuanced argument than just take the vaccine. I, I, I won't pretend that it's not. Because the problematic thing is if Bradley Beal has a game at MSG, he comes to the Wizards play the Knicks, he can play in MSG no fucking problem at all. So they have a vet, like, that's confusing. That doesn't make sense. Bradley Beal is, you know, spitting all over players and he's unvaccinated. How can he play, but Kyrie Irving can't play? That's, I mean, that's, or, you know, or I should have used Barclays, but I don't know, man. NBA has some splaining to do, and this is going to be a huge, huge thing to follow as we go along, man. I don't know. (laughs) But at any rate, that's my vaccine thing. That's, I I really hope that the, the, the Nets crash and burn. Um... Let's go around the league really quick. Just some. Let's do some Bleacher Report porn, right? Uh, just a quick, quick around the league. Uh, remember, because I said Bleacher Report is one of my favorite things. It's like a, it's like a combination of like Wikipedia, MySpace, and like, like Reddit porn, like dirty Reddit uh, for sports, because it's just filled with just shot takes and 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 clickbait articles, and it's just fun. Oh, Ben Simmons, the Ben Simmons saga. Uh, 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 continues Bobby Marks the challenge of finding the perfect trade uh you know is Bobby it's a Bobby Marks article who cares uh Ben Simmons they tried to, uh the Sixers tried to like go out and 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 fucking meet him in LA and Ben Simmons before they got on the plane he was like no no absolutely not I'm not going to do it apparently Ben Simmons found the Sixers uh the Sixers press conference where they're like we have a lot of hope apparently Ben Simmons laughed in their fucking face um, Ben Simmons isn't going to play for the Sixers. He's not going to, he's apparently, he's evidently willing to sit out the entire year, which again, power to you. I mean, these players have so much fucking money. What's another, what's a, what's a, what's another 30 million, <laughs> um, to them. So, I mean, Hey, hey you want to sit out the season, wait to get traded. I don't know where it's going to go. Maybe, I don't know. I was looking at trades. I don't know. Maybe they, uh, maybe the, the Sixers trade for like Siakam, they throw him to the Raptors, but then you're like, Okay, that's cool, but A, then the Sixers don't have a point guard, really, unless Maxie's ready. And then the Raptors' core is now Ben Simmons and Scotty Barnes, two players who have bad shooting abilities. I don't know how well that's going to work. 
I don't know. Maybe they trade for like Van Vliet or something. I don't know. I or I don't know why I'm focusing on the Raptors. I mean, everybody's talking about the Kings. Kings. They said they're not giving up De'Aaron Fox or Halliburton. Those are the guys you'd want. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know how it's going to work out. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to go on pretty long. Michael Porter Jr. I mentioned this earlier. Um, he got a massive. He got a, basically a max extension. I mean, there's a lot of like built in. Uh, you know, uh, what the fuck is it? Is it called bonuses and stuff? Um, but he, I think he's guaranteed 29 million a year, which is more than Julius Randle. And I believe it's like 20 million more than Kevin Knox, (laughs) who was selected ahead of him. Uh, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. But the people who made that decision are out of, well, no, Scott Perry was a part of that, but we don't need to talk about it. We don't need to talk about it, but Michael Porter Jr. could very well make 40 something million a year. Now, um, is he worth it, Denver? I don't, I don't know if he's worth that. I don't know, but I mean, hey, Kesarasara, you guys have a blast. I don't think that the Nuggets are winning a championship anytime soon. Uh, what do we got? Russell Westbrook didn't go, want to go to the Clippers, which is interesting because I think he's a better basketball fit with the Clippers than he is with. The Lakers, that's going to be, it's going to, they're going to need to figure some stuff out. They came out and said that AD is going to play the five, which makes a lot of sense to surround Russell Westbrook with people who can shoot. They said that, I think it came out and they came out and said, you know, Wayne Ellington and Trevor Reza are going to start with LeBron and AD and Russ, um, which would make sense um, because Russ, you need to surround Russ with shooting. You can't really put a non-shooting player on there or else shit gets jammed up. Um but, you know, I thought Russ was buddies with Paul George, and I don't know. It, it seemed like it was going to make sense. Um, people want to trade for Thaddeus Young. That's fine. Oh, Andrew Wiggins. Apparently the the Golden State Warriors aren't trading, aren't going to— the trade hasn't been discussed with Wiggins. Um, that's terrible, man, to be dropping 30-something million on a player. I know they only have to pay him half now, but, and you know, he's not playing. You're like, fuck, man, I could have gotten three other players— uh, you know, in your place, I think eventually they're gonna their asses are gonna get traded. Uh, I, I mean, is is the Wiggins Ben Simmons trade inevitable? Even though they don't want to get rid of Draymond Green, maybe, maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, the Sixers want to trade him to a West a Western Conference team. Uh, ben Simmons, it's all Ben Simmons. Clay Thompson not coming back till no, uh, November. Blazers said they're not moving Dame. I don't know. Yeah. Rui Hachimura of the Wizards is out indefinitely. Oh, and uh, the, the Minnesota Timberwolves. They're, they're, they fired their president for, you know, you know, getting a little too amorous with one of the uh, one of the staffers on, you know, whatever he was, he was, he was cheating on his wife. Something Sanchin Gupta. No, that's the new guy. No, Sanjan Gupta is the new fella that replaced him. Gerson Rosas. Uh, he got they, they got rid of him. And when they got rid of him, Carl Anthony Towns tweeted, what the fuck? Which I can imagine if you're shocked that he's going around slinging dick in the office, so on and so forth. I can imagine being uh, shocked if that's the reason he got fired because he was doing an okay job. I mean, he wasn't doing an amazing job by any means, but he went out and got D'Lo. Uh, he made the Pat Beverly trade. Uh, you know, he, he was doing all this, uh, he was doing some moves to try and make, uh, Cat happy. He drafted Anthony Edwards first overall. He made some pretty fucking big decisions that really haven't, uh, we haven't really found out if they're, 
if they're good decisions or not. Uh, but so it's just a little strange and random. So I can imagine just tweeting what the fuck, um, especially when you've had like the tumultuous career in Minnesota that Cat has had. Uh, you know, he's had however many different coaches, however many different front offices. Um, I can imagine being like, come on, man, we were just starting to do something. Um, and so, you know, that started the Carl Anthony Towns to New York. Again, no one took the angle that I took with the fucking motor oil commercial where they, where they were talking about how Julius Randle wanted to play with Cat so bad. I don't think Cat wants out of Minnesota yet. I think that was reported somewhere. Um, and the Knicks can't trade for him anyway. Uh, Knicks Film School did a, a cool podcast that you should check out where they were sort of breaking down, like, is Cat worth it? Uh, and the answer is you don't want you don't want Carl Anthony Towns to be the guy. Could Julius Randle and Carl Anthony Towns coexist? I don't know. Maybe Carl uh, Anthony Towns probably uh, would do very. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jeremy Cohen. His his take was, I really think that he's talking. <laughs> I really think that Carl Anthony Towns would thrive in a Julius Randle role. You know, that's where you can get the most value of it. So. When he comes to the Knicks, it's kind of already occupied by Julius Randle. Right? <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's a good point. Uh, at any rate, and, and we can't trade for him right now anyway. Uh, and I want Damian Lillard. So, that's that. I don't have anything. I really don't have anything else to say. Again, if you listen, you enjoyed it. You found any value. Uh, drop five stars on Apple. Follow on Spotify. Do I don't know how Google Podcasts work. I I, I truly have no idea. Drop a like. Drop a comment. Uh, I don't know. Thumbs up. Who the fuck knows? Um, but yeah, that's my training camp breakdown. That's my uh, vaccine piece that I've said. Uh, fuck Brooklyn. Uh, so boring the Knicks and it's so tasty. You know, I said I I talked all the Knicks I could. But I still don't have a knack. See you guys next week. It's no secret.